You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. New Year, everyone. You're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA here in the Allo Communications studios in downtown Greeley with the official co-host of Nick Snacks. I'm back. Officially. <laughs> yes, officially. Has taken on the title co-host for Nick Snacks. Yes, I'm quite excited. Although when I asked Alyssa if she'd be interested in being the co-host of Nick Snacks, <laughs> she was a little confused, like, well... What did you ask? I said, will you still be there? Well, yeah, the, <laughs> of, of course. I'm the, the co-host is not Alyssa's next. Not yet. Micah's musings. <laughs> Maybe. We'll that, get there. That'd be a good show. Yeah, we could have mini segments. That'd be a dark, dark hour show at yeah. 2 a.m., Micah. Micah's musings. No, it would be called The Talking Crickets in My Head. Oh, that's good. I like it. I like it. Talking nice. or screaming? No, Talking. <laughs> He's that certainly thought scream. about this. Yeah. If they were if they were too loud, then I would crush them. Mm. Deep. <laughs> crush them with your mind? I'm just uh, I'm curious. No, I'm not. I'm not that curious yep. to really dig into this. Maybe maybe eventually. Well, happy new year everyone. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday um just with family, with friends. And a great start to the new year. Uh, honestly, it's been a rough start to the new year. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone who's really enjoying 2023. You know, I like 2023 the, has been great for me. Um, right. Yeah. Till, well, ignore Micah, <laughs> uh, at least for him. Um, what a, well, we'll just talk with some updated news. We talked earlier on the Nerd Show about uh, the incident with uh, Jeremy Renner, who uh, nearly lost his leg in a plowing incident in Nevada this past weekend. Of course, he's best known for his role as Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, But here, hitting home in Greeley, Colorado, a lot of loss, a lot of, oh gosh, um, uh, President Andy Feinstein from the University of Northern Colorado was uh, backcountry skiing with his 22-year-old son, Nick. Uh, on Saturday, and they got caught in an avalanche, and he was able to dig himself out and to ski down to get cell service and to call in rescue teams. But unfortunately, they couldn't find uh, Nick in time, and he ended up passing away. Um, just tragic. 22 years old, um, just graduating from college, spending his time with at home with, with uh, President Feinstein and his sisters and mom. Um, so our thoughts go out to, to Andy Feinstein and his family and, and the UNC family, um, but also in Greeley, the, the CEO of the Weld food bank his wife passed away unexpectedly this past weekend um just gosh poor bob connor and appreciate all you do at the food bank and our hearts go out to, to you and then our good friend champion roofing um david brenthal he uh he passed away just a, a day ago a couple days ago so mm-hmm. a hard start to the year um in our community just a, a lot of loss and um, just to not hope. to mention the buffalo bill safety oh gosh yeah that was tragic to see on monday night football the uh 
uh, safety got hit pretty hard um, and, and stood up and then immediately went into cardiac arrest and had CPR performed on him for 15 minutes. I mean, this was on national television um, just to see the emotional reaction of, of the players on both teams, of the coaches um, was uh, was a shock. And, and kudos to the NFL uh, for, for postponing that game. They should have done it a lot sooner. I don't know what, why it took them so long. Um, a game's not more important than somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, what a what a hard week it's been. So um, if anyone's out there hurting, you know, there are resources out there. Um, in, in Greeley in the community, the Community Grief Center uh, is a wonderful and tremendous resource. I know the holidays can be very hard and challenging for folks, um, and especially with some such sudden loss of life uh, on, on, well, many fronts. Um, and all thoughts, of course, go out to, to everyone afflicted by those. But oof. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like this, the start of this year, at least for me, and I haven't experienced that kind of loss, but I, I started the year roughly too, has just been a really, it's been a really reflective time of not necessarily how can I make my life better. I feel like that's always the the hype of New Year's is what can I improve, but rather what do I have that is really important and what can I maintain healthily and what is maybe not serving me in the way that I thought it would post-pandemic. I think we're all still figuring that out. I think so. This is, you know, I, I'm not a resolution type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and kudos to you if you are. But if you are a resolution person, how many of you last even a month, maybe mm-hmm. even three months? Anyone last an entire year of resolutions? And if you do, kudos and shout out to you. But um, I think really with just human nature, um, you know, if you're going to make a change, you're going to make a change and not wait for a date. If you if you want to make a change by procrastinating until New Year's Day, um, I, I don't think you're destined to succeed in that resolution. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you if you plan on quitting smoking, don't wait till January 1st. Quit smoking now. There was a wonderful book uh, that I read by, oh, I can't remember her name. It'll come to me if I look at my Audible. Um, but it was called The Five-Second Rule. And and she was, I know I think I've talked about this on the show, but uh, let me look that up right now as I'm blabbling. Um, but it was basically what I had just kind of mentioned of just do it. I mean, count down from five, four, three, two, one, and just go for it. Um, because you know, putting it, okay, I'll start it then because, I mean, look at us. New Year's, uh, Mel Robbins is her name. Uh, stop saying fine. Stop saying you're fine. Oh, that's a new book. I need to, I'll probably download that. Uh, the High Five Habit is one of hers. And uh, of course, The Five Second Rule. Highly recommend Mel Robbins. Plus, she's the writer and narrates her books too on Audible. And I really like that. It's like you're having a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to download that one right now, actually, because it's new. And I want to say, I'll reflect on Stop Saying You're Fine. Anyway, um, New Year started on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. How many people waited until Monday to go to the gym, or waited until Monday the second to uh, to to start eating a salad or something? Mm-hmm. So this was uh, New Year's Eve, and I'm thinking about maybe it was Friday. I had been down and out with the flu for for most of the last four days. Uh, well, it's Wednesday now, so start early the weekend. And I go, okay, well, what do I want to do New Year's? Sometimes I pick a word, which this year, of course, will be change. And I know I talked about my career change in the last episode. Um, but uh, you know what do I want to what do I want to improve upon my life? Three things. One, mm-hmm. I want to make my bed every morning. Mm, that's good. before I leave. I don't want to come home to an unmade bed. So just make the bed. It's easy, mm-hmm. and it's a good habit. I didn't want to wait until New Year's. So I'm like, I'm going to do this now before January one, mm-hmm. or just sleep on the floor. <laughs> or you could take that's Micah's my approach. Yep. <laughs> um, my back would not like me after a couple of days. Yep. Uh, the second is. 
to have all my dishes done at night. So I never wake up and go downstairs to a messy kitchen. Mm-hmm. Or a good one too. throw your dishes away. Uh, <laughs> have, have plastic and disposable dishes. Yes. They, our climate thanks yep, you, Micah, for your say. service to destroying the planet. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> and then third, to, uh, to really be conscientious of, of how frequently I'm going out. Mm. And and I want to be more home, have home, more home-cooked meals, um, and just be more present. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to be more present. And, and during this time of change that I'm going to experience the next six weeks and six months, mm-hmm. um, to, to start saying no to some social activities and enjoying a home-cooked meal and an early bedtime. So like me, saying no to every social event and just staying at home and eating. So, yeah, if we could just somehow blend my permanent – well. Basically, what you yes. need to do is turn into me. No. Uh, uh, maybe a, a sliver. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, this is like a fraction of a percent, Micah, of what I want <laughs> to absorb from you. But now I, I know what to get you. Balance. <laughs> now I know what to get you for your birthday. I'm going to get you a Broncos shirt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I was thinking one of those buttons, you know, you can get at Office Depot that say no. Yeah. No. 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 In Micah's voice. Yes. Yes. I love that all of your resolutions are really home-based. You know, they're all based on not even just yourself, but like your physical home. And I feel like that is so reflective and you do so much for the community that reflecting that into your even smaller community is neat. Well, it's when I'm gone. I mean, I'm normally gone 12 to 14 hours a day in a busy Mm -hmm. work week um, and that won't change. And I have three cats and a dog. And I really enjoyed spending a lot more time with him at home. And I noticed how much more calm Samwise has been when I'm able to be home. You know, I can go upstairs and work for a couple of hours and he's fine sleeping on the couch. Where if I'm just popping in, um, he's just got so much energy and he's so wound up. He's been trapped in his kennel. And like, I need to be home more often so he has an opportunity to feel comfortable around the house. And mm-hmm. I, his behavior's gotten a lot better recently doing that. And plus, just the psychology of walking into your kitchen and seeing dishes. I mean, it's just. It instantly adds that stress and anxiety and something to your to-do list. Mm-hmm. I've got to do dishes. Ugh, I've got to do dishes. And then going upstairs to change out of work clothes and seeing your bed unmade. I mean, it's just amazing how even just a, a, a made bed is just brings so much tidiness to, to a room. Mm-hmm. Or you could pay someone to do that for you. Now, that is an option, too. And I really want to get to that point someday. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, the, the, the humans are so strange where they do that pre-cleaning cleaning. You know, mm-hmm. even if you have a housekeeper come over, I know so many people who do have, well, not so many, a few people who do have housekeepers come once or twice a month and they do a pre-cleaning. Well, that's why you hire them. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd be the same way of, oh, I don't know if they, I really wanted them to see how how much underwear and socks I have lying around the house or oh, how so much you're, pet hair is, is stricken upon the couch. So it, it's it's a judgment thing. You don't want your cleaner to judge you and see how filthy you actually I will, are. I'll say on air that... Hopefully this year I can hire a cleaner at least <laughs> once a month, and I want to be able to not pre-clean. Yeah. Just be like, hey, here it is. Do what you got to do. But I think also maintaining a sink that's always clean and dishes that are always drying and never mm-hmm. stacked up um, and a made bed should put me in a good place. Yeah. Plus, my guest room is clean right now, and normally that has about five to six loads of laundry that needs ironed or folded. So uh, I like where I am right now. (laughs) And on the fourth day of the year, yeah. (laughs) Let's see how it continues. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be back after this break.
Welcome back to Nick Snacks. I can't say I've ever heard a saxophone growl like that. I've heard trumpets growl. It's awesome. Not, yeah. <laughs> funky. <laughs> we were funky. at, uh, I don't remember where we were. I think it was at a at a Christmas brass concert, and somebody was asking, how does, it, how does a trumpet do uh, that sound? I'm like, it's a flutter tongue, you know, where your tongue goes while you're playing. It's a really funky thing. It has a cool effect in a, in, a, in a trumpet or a brass instrument. And you can also growl, which is literally growling and playing into a mouthpiece. It, I can't wow. growl. I can flutter tongue. Mm. It's hard, and it That's tears cool. up your throat. Mm. Anyway, it's yeah. fun. All these, <laughs> all these Nick Snacks that you've learned on the first episode of 2023. Exactly. Wow. Kids here. All right. Well, I talked about some of my, I won't call them resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What would you call them? Well, I, maybe just goals. I have been doing ins and outs instead of resolutions. So the things that are in for me this year, what I want to do, kind of kind of resolutions, but more just like things I hope to enjoy more and things that I don't. So it could be your those are your ins. Well, what are your what are, do you have any outs? I do. I have several outs. Oh, I think she's pulling up a list of people. I oh yeah, my big <laughs> list of people. Micah. I, oh. Oh. <laughs> the Broncos? Think, yeah, the yep, Broncos are out. out. <laughs> I think a big out for me is my screen time on my phone. I'm pretty good about not being on my phone in general. Except for right now where you're looking at... That's ironic. She has literally on the screen. Yep. Irony. But I don't use use social media too much anymore. I think I really got... Student teaching really broke that habit for me. You can't really be on your phone at all. And it was really hard. So the students broke you? They did basically. Like it's it's hard with kids if you are on your phone and they can't be on their phone and they're in middle school. Mm-hmm. They don't understand, and it's so hard sometimes. Like if I can't go an hour without checking my phone, how can I expect kids to? Yeah. So you just get do as I say, not as I do. Right. Do just, as I do. Actions speak louder than words. Exactly. So last time on my phone, I am I'm still vegan, and I am trying to drink less almond milk. Oh. It's bad for the planet. It takes one gallon of water to make an almond. Wow. So, to make one almond? One almond. And they're made in California. A lot of them. There's not a lot of water in California. And you, did, the yeah, you, you really don't want to help out California. That's Micah's opinion. That's Micah's opinion. But I <laughs> want to drink less almond milk. Interesting. Yes. and That's just, all I drink is almond milk. Although I do have coconut milk right now mm, that I'm making milk. my overnight oats with. Ooh, that could be an in for you. Overnight oats. Yes. Big in. But yeah, oat milk is the most sustainable I've heard. So I'm gonna oat milk. Oat milk. What's oat milk? Oat. 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 Yes. So it's just like oats ground up. You can even make it at home. I've made it before. It's a little weird, but it's really creamy, which Mm. is great. I think it's what a lot of milk drinkers can shift to, like just regular milk. But because I didn't drink milk for so long, sometimes the thickness of it can. Oh. Freak me out, but it's better for the planet, so why not? Interesting. Why oat not give milk. It a shot? I might pivot to oat milk. It's Can good. you still bake with that? It's actually the best thing to bake with. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oat or soy. So which is worse for the planet? Milk milk or or almond milk? It's I I just don't have the answer. Catch twenty two, I guess. You got methane yeah. going in from the dairy cows and you've got uh, a lack of water in California. Mm-hmm. Although with the storm they got this weekend, gosh, I tell you that Northern Colorado got pounded. They said some of it might be enough to refill some of the reservoirs. But (gasps) how much damage had been done to, I mean, just land and homes and vehicles. Like, 
yeah, we might have gotten a lot of rain, but how many millions of dollars in damage was done that no. people's insurance is going to go up or people's insurance didn't even cover. So oh, In oh Northern my. California? Yeah. Oh. I mean, oh there's gosh. always landslides and stuff in Northern California. They go through, well, California period, drought, heavy rain, drought, heavy rain. Drought, heavy rain. It's a cycle. One of these days, there's a there's a, a book I have yet to read. It's in my queue on Audible called uh, uh, The Water Knife. And it's about a futuristic war. They say World War III is going to be fought over water. So mm-hmm. now we have, you know, oil and minerals and stuff like that. But water will eventually be the lead to the next war. Um, but, you know, we have all these massive pipelines with oil. I mean, you know, if I had a billion dollars, I'd probably take more. But I would, uh, you know, all those places that commonly flood, like uh, Louisiana, Florida, I would just install pipes to be able to fill Lake Mead, to be able to fill the Colorado River, um, mm-hmm. move water that way. But since water, you know, was a appeared to have been an unlimited resource for us, for most of humanity, mm-hmm. um, we're seeing the, 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 the crux of that now. It is, that is scary to think about the water war. I feel like that always comes up. That has been coming up. For me, I just keep hearing little pockets of it for the past, like, two years. And every time I hear about it, I'm like, oh. And it won't be water guns that this war is fought with. <sighs> Wouldn't that be fun, though? I, it absolutely would. Yes, that would be very fun. <laughs> that would be fun. See, we can negotiate peace in this world with some silliness. and Water guns. Water I guns. wish all wars were fought with Nerf guns. That would be neat. That would be fun. Or I would like join up immediately. So you could see your score and be like, "Oh, dang, we lost." All right, I guess we'll <laughs> we'll get out of we'll get out of Ukraine. Yeah, suck it, yeah. Russia. Yep, laser guns might work. Yes, that I'm watching um, uh, the series Jack Ryan with uh, John Krasinski, mm-hmm. um, who Alyssa has a beef with from a dream <laughs> that she's recently had with yes. them arguing about a children's book that he had apparently written. I don't think it was about the children's book. It was just while he was reading it to actual children. All right. Yep. So, <laughs> Yeah, we were. uh, It was our first day back, all of us in the office this morning. So you know, I'm having some strange dreams, and Alyssa popped in with some strange dreams that she had had. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know if it's a contest, but boy, something's going on in our brains. Yes, it is. Yeah, between my John Krasinski hate dream, as I've dubbed it, and which in which now I have tried to watch The Office since then, and I just don't feel the same amount of fondness because I can picture him arguing with me and I I am not a person that necessarily enjoys arguing but when I feel like I'm right, I stick to my guns. I'm a Taurus for people that like astrology. And, oh, I hate Tauruses. Oh, Let's oh, well, argue. No. But, <laughs> but me and John Krasinski really went at it. So. Wow. I oh. think this is worth writing to him and saying, hey, I love The Office. I loved you in The Office. But I had this crazy dream about this, about you. We got in a big fight. Um, Let's make up. Yeah. Give me $100. Give, <laughs> what about like a Zoom? He used to do like that uh, good news during COVID, you know? Yes. That was a blast. He's a good human being. I know. But... Do not let this brain of yours, Alyssa, <laughs> crush what few good celebrity role models that humanity has. That's true. And he's married to Emily Blunt. See? Mm. To be blunt, I think you're being ridiculous. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been watching Jack Ryan? I have. Anyway, I'm really impressed with uh, with John Krasinski in this. But um, there, it's, it's, it's a lot of, of Russian issues popping up in this latest season. Oh. And I feel just a little awkward, like uncomfortable of because uh, it was, uh, you know, John Krasinski was teaching a class. What's the biggest threat to America? And this was, I don't know, five years ago when this came out. Democracy or uh, not democracy. Um, Russia. Mm-hmm. He's like, Ooh, yep. Yeah. Well, things are weird now. It's true. I had uh, 
Jen, one of my best friends, she recently moved to Prague because she works for Prague Shakespeare, which is really awesome and exciting. But when she moved, she was looking at getting, I don't remember exactly what kind of supplement it was, but it was something that could help with radiation. Um, It was just like an over-the-counter thing that could just happen to help with that. We went to a drugstore to pick it up, and they said there was a national shortage all of the all of the supplies had been already sent to Europe. They told her to go to the hospital to try to find some before she left. It was I had no idea how scary and it was just to even be in in Europe right now. Oof. Yeah. Is it ra- radio no? Radio gone? <laughs> yeah, I think it's radio gone, yeah. Radio gone. It's that one. It's like bug spray you just spray it on. Uh-huh. It's like a bubble that you can stick to yourself, <laughs> you know, like an exoskeleton. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a crazy place. I know. You know, oh. it's all this uh, Putin trying to go after and reclaim the Russian land. Good for P- Putin, as I say with my eyes rolling. Well, actually, um, he just doesn't like the fact that NATO, well, Ukraine wanted to be a part of NATO. Yeah, because and they that's were threatened. What, what was his big beef. Well, he's And NATO an had idiot. promised, NATO had promised in the past, we're not going to go after Ukraine. And then they, they broke their promise. NATO went after uh, Ukraine went after NATO. NATO didn't go after Ukraine. Ukraine solicited. It's like uh, yeah. So that's why he started the war. Basically, yeah, it's not and an excuse. He is a terrorist and an evil human being. He is he an evil human being, and I wouldn't have poked death. the bear if I was them. No, and good for Ukraine for kicking butt. Um, but if he wants to go back to reclaim the Russian lands, little did you know that all that land of Russia and then four times that was the Mongolian Empire in the 14 and 1500s. Wow. So let's bring back the Mongols. <laughs> good goal. 2023. Good. Yes, Sorry. I will help. That's 2024 resolution. Let's see how I do making my bed and keeping dishes clean. Then we'll see if I have any lineage to the Mongolian Empire so I can go back and reclaim our rightful lands. Good. I like it. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be back after this break. to Nick's Next on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, brought to you by 477 Distilling. Located in downtown Greeley, our new year of trivia kicks off next week, Tuesday night. Wait, no, I think I have another commitment. Dang it! Well, it's 2022 trivia when that does take place. Ooh. I get my calendars in order. That'll be fun. It will be. A lot happened in that year. <sighs> yeah, a lot. It wasn't a bad year overall, though. Well, the Broncos didn't do well, so it was a bad year. Yeah. Well, all things considered. Marcus had a lot of bad years in his life. (laughs) That aside. I agree. I don't think it was a bad year. I feel like, for me, it was a big year of just figuring out, like, trying new things, you know? It was the year where I really pushed myself to do things that I wouldn't normally do, but this is the year that I just do the things I like. (laughs) The the year of Alyssa. Yes, hopefully. That's the goal. (laughs) I was... um, watching some movies on Netflix the other day and I was in a mood to watch something new that I hadn't seen before and not just for pure entertainment value. So I was like, okay, what's this? The, the Swimmers. Have you heard of that? No. Okay. I was confused by the title, um, but I read the description and it's about two Syrian sisters who fled uh, their home in Damascus um, and uh, 
on a, on a mission to compete in the Olympic Games. I was like, oh, interesting. I watched the movie. It had a uh, and what caught me scrolling through because that was just the first that says this this received a four minute ovation at the Toronto Film Festival. I go, holy cow! Like, I don't know about you, but four minutes is a very very long time, especially if you're like clapping and cheering and stuff mm-hmm. for a, for a film. I don't know, you know, a lot of films that get a kind of recognition. Also, I think you're silly when you stand up in a in an auditorium and you clap for a movie. I agree. Um, but this is at a film festival where you know the director, or the creators, and stuff are there. So I, I'd like to go to one at some point. Anyhow, that was an incredible movie. It was absolutely phenomenal. It's about these two girls. Um, what were their names? Let me look it up. Uh, Yusra Mardini and Sarah Mardini. They're in Damascus as, you know, the, the countries in civil war. Um, and their opportunity is to flee to Germany to try to get um, refuge for the rest of the family to come over, mom, dad, and then their their little sister. Well, they, you know, go with their cousin and kind of traveling through all these dark channels, um, ended up getting in a boat and the boat ended up sinking and deflating so they end up getting in the water and swimming across the mediterranean sea um oh my and then just getting oh my it's a harrowing story just heartbreaking um and then they both make it to germany miraculously and uh, yusra starts swimming and eventually competes starts training with this with this uh, trainer in germany and competes in the 2016 rio olympic games one year after she fled syria wow that is really insane it was a phenomenal movie. I, I like have chills. <laughs> uh, it was just, it was stunning. So she competed and she didn't want to compete for the, because uh, in 2016, they had their first ever um, refugee Olympic team, the ROT. And because there are, I don't know how many millions of refugees across the country and they don't mm-hmm. have a home. Um, they don't have a country to represent. and They're still incredible athletes. And also just Olympians are I mean, Olympians, they're superhuman, except I think the curling teams, because you don't think the curling team is superhuman. uh, No, I think they're (laughs) superhumans like they are super individual humans. But as far as like athletes go, those guys are phenomenal because they're, uh, you know, when you're hearing about the training and stuff or a swimmer, you know, yeah, I get up at this. I do yoga. I drink my coffee at this time because that's when the caffeine will hit, blah, 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 blah. And then you talk to a curler getting ready for the next match the day later and like, oh, yeah, I went and had a beer and a pizza, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) prep. So anyway, no offense to curlers out there i think it is one of the most exciting sports in the olympics uh, but the training especially for us i mean it's just mm-hmm. monumental and the discipline and, and but oh my gosh it was a phenomenal movie um of, of her wanting to compete of her wanting to compete for syria because her dad never could mm-hmm. um he was dr- recruited into war and he ended up training her and her sister sarah um and then sarah is actually any i think next week going into trial she was arrested because she was trying to find her path new swimming wasn't her life her passion um so went back to um i can't remember a small island off the coast of greece to help refugees um which wow. apparently they got uh, they got arrested from greek authorities and they're under trial um and i think next week they actually go into trial and she could be facing 20 years in prison for oh my for rescuing refugees on the mediterranean um but that's how you know her and her sister saved people to right. get across um and then she did compete sorry uh, yusra did compete again in the 2020 olympics um and is now the youngest ambassador for i can't remember what but it's it's something for refugees and and advocacy there so it was wow. a remarkable story on netflix called the swimmers so if you need a feel good movie that's um at times hard to watch but also very eye opening um incredible incredible the swimmers wow and based on a true story and it was just so cool to see and um 
to wow, I didn't I didn't know that story in 2016. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing in 2020 when she was in the Olympics. I wish that had taken a little bit more uh, more traction and and mm-hmm. you know been more aware of it. That sounds amazing. That sounds like such a good film to see. Did you watch that this year or was that like I a did. Last it was like year? last week. Oh, wow. So last year, 2022. Do you have any last year, like 2022 movie favorites? Oh, gosh. Micah did that for the Nerd Show last week oh, that you can tune gotcha. into. If you missed that, 1310kfka.com. It was um, mostly TV shows where I talked about <laughs> some of my favorites and some of mostly my least what he favorites. Disliked. Gotcha. Um, I, I mean, there were there were some really good ones and some really uh, Lord, what was the Lord of the Rings one? Uh, the one that you love so the much? The Rings of Power? Yeah, the Rings yeah. of Power. One of Micah's all-time favorites. That some, was phenomenal. So there were some good ones, and then there were some ones on the opposite end, mm. what I like to call the Rings of Power end. Oh, boy, yeah, that was sensational. Mm. Um, now I, I, it's hard for me to remember which year I saw some things, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes I saw it in uh, you know the year it came out. Sometimes I didn't. I think, gosh, some of the top movies of last year – I mean, I'd put the swimmers up there for mm-hmm. sure. Um, there aren't too many that pop up to mind, though, that actually came out in 2022. There was one Sandra Bullock film called The Unforgivable, also on Netflix, but that came out in 2021. But that was an incredible movie. Um, I'm not too much of a movie guy, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do the nerdy stuff for uh, for the nerd show, um, but I am kind of devoted to, I'm like I, I want to watch more Oscar movies and see you know see more stories like the swimmers that are inspirational that are true that mm-hmm. you know uh, rekindle your faith in humanity mm-hmm. um, that there are still good people out there so yeah I don't can't think of too many yeah I I agree I used to be really into watching uh, like Oscar m- movies and just movies in general that are like beautiful and maybe not the mainstream kind of movies but this past year I feel like I did not watch a lot of movie i did not watch a lot of tv I, I was trying to make lists of like my favorites of things and it was really hard like have you guys seen little pink house no Mm-mm. it's about eminent domain abuse mm. Mm. i don't I, I i recommend it interesting i'm trying to google you know some i see these memes all the time on facebook and they make me laugh i was like i wish we could google Hey, 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 Google, what was that movie I liked last year? And you could just f- search that because when I type that into Google, it's like, what are you, what are you talking about, Nick? Right. Um, but to be able to catalog things that way, that would be pretty pretty simple and fantastic. But no. That's what I need to do. I need to start writing down all the the shows that I was watching. Mm-hmm. Because la- when I was coming up with my list, I kept remembering, oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, and yeah. That, and that. Where the Crawdads Sing. I never saw that, but I read it, and it was beautiful. Oh, I told you about it months ago. It was phenomenal. I hadn't read the book yet, um, but that movie was incredible. I think that was also Netflix. We were talking mm-hmm. earlier on the Nerd Show what Netflix does well, and I think the movies that they come out with are pretty good, but they're 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 more like that. They're kind of unsuspecting stories that are really good, really compelling, wonderful storytelling, good acting. Um, but it doesn't have the power that it once had. Netflix doesn't. You know, Amazon Prime and HBO mm. are, are coming out with some, some Hulu comparable. Hulu, too. Who knew? <laughs> That's true. That's they, they, have a, they have good documentaries. Mm. Um, I don't remember which, which streaming platform I saw it on, but there was a documentary about a bunch of anarchists who were obsessed with Bitcoin, and they all moved hmm. to Mexico for some reason. Interesting. Um, and it showed about how their their ideal lifestyle 
started to spin out of control because of one guy who had mental health issues. <laughs> it was, it's really fascinating. It's just incredibly fascinating. They, they all had this, this one idea of no government, you know, completely everybody was dependent on each other. But one guy just kind of destroyed the whole thing. I'll be honest, I, I don't Two guys, understand I, I Bitcoin, say. and I'm kind of going into that, that world of finance, um, which the company that I'll be working for does not do Bitcoin. I'm grateful for that. But, uh, That's because it's me, really complicated. Because it's fake. I mean, it's, it's fake money. It does not exist. I mean, the dollar is based on a gold standard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it used to be. Well, yeah, that's true. It used to be based on something that was tangible and physical. And now, Thanks, Nixon. Now, yeah, now we just print money to have it. But yeah. thank goodness, knock on wood, the market hasn't crashed and the world hasn't exploded. But I don't – I just – I can't comprehend Bitcoin and mm-hmm. and money that doesn't and never has existed even in, in any physical form. Well, there have been, I think, four countries now that have adopted Bitcoin as its official currency. Can you name them? No. But there have been four countries that have adopted Bitcoin as their official currency. That's crazy. And it, the, the argument for having Bitcoin as your official currency, even though Bitcoin goes up and down a lot, is when you're a con- – there are just countries whose currencies are just – they can go like down overnight. Mm. Central African Republic is one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, one of them was Africa. El Salvador – Oh, wow. Not as the official, but an official currency. So not the official, but an. Okay. okay. So it counts. Okay. Because I was going to say, I'm like, wait a minute. That's bizarre. I. Wow. I'm. And one of the African countries was trying to ban it, and they ended up failing. So cryptocurrency is this very interesting thing that I am trying to understand, but it's so very complicated. Well, and in order to harvest it, you need such energy levels that you're really not, like, to harvest Depending that. on what it is. It's either proof of work or proof of stake. And I think proof of work is the one that requires a lot of energy, whereas proof of stake does not. And I know Ethereum, I think they're the ones that just went from proof of work to proof of stake. Ethereum? Yeah. Is that a company? That is that is one of the cryptocurrencies. I, oh my goodness! They're the second most popular. Time out. I think that just popped up in Jack Ryan. Whoa! Because uh, right now I'm in the season where uh, Venezuela. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm kind of fascinated by it because I think a lot of this is is based on potential realities. I think mm-hmm. that's what's brilliant about Tom Clancy and his writing because you can see a lot of this happening by rogue lunatics. But Venezuela. And again, I have to see if this is factual or not. So do not take this as, as, as the law, um, but I will look this up and fact check it before the next segment, that Venezuela has the most um, potential oil reserves in the world that has yet to be harvested um, and the most gold that has yet to be mined. So they are the potential for the wealthiest country, um, but they're just you know corrupt and, and a lot of other not so great things. But people could manipulate, take advantage of that, and that's for their season. And, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is alarming. But I'll verify that before our next segment to see if that's true. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Nick Snacks, our very first episode of the year. That's our new chant. I don't know. Jingle. That's what I was looking for. Now we need more time. 
but we can come up with something. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh! Speaking of and co-host Alyssa Sanchez, yes. Uh, my first radio show I ever had was in college. It was called Dunk and Donut in the Evening. My roommate David Moan, um, he was a very accomplished opera singer. Anyway, we had this one hour. Uh, it wasn't late night, but it was lateish night talk show um, called Dunkin' Donut in the Evening. I don't know who was Dunk or who wow. was Donut. We won an award for the most popular radio show that semester. Um, but we went in to record our jingle, and it was just us one one take. It was the dumbest thing that we ever could have done. You know, a little keyboard Dunkin' Donut in the evening. I don't even know what it was, <laughs> but uh, it was it was. It was entertaining. That's amazing. I had no idea that you have a history of doing radio. I, I wouldn't call it a history. I have, <laughs> I have uh, had experience doing it. Is it a passion, would you say, being a radio host? Radio star, sorry. <laughs> radio star. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I was actually pondering that. Is it, though? Radio host, radio star, sorry. Yes. Um, no? I just really enjoy it. It's awesome. It's fun to just... Gab. It it blows people's minds kind of when I tell them that this is just something that I that you do that now I do sometimes and it's like crazy to people because I'm just like this regular you know, it's just regular people, but it's just interesting that you just started doing this. I always wondered what, two and a half what years. sparked it. Two and a half years of Nick Snacks. Wow. That's crazy. What a show. <laughs> I think it got third best podcast in northern Colorado. I didn't promote it much, but you bet your bottom dollar that next year I will promote the heck out of that mm-hmm. and my trivias because my friend Rob Steinberg liked to throw that in my face that he got best trivia from the tavern, which is Geeks Who Drinks, which is not the best trivia. I mean, it's fun when you want to go out and really be challenged, but if you want to have fun and recollect some of your favorite TV shows or movies or nerdy topics, then that's where, where my trivias thrive. Mm-hmm. But I also don't promote myself to have people come out and vote. So That's true. I need Ben Barnhart to come on and tell the story. But we were at our uh, annual Rotary Holiday Party at 477, uh, which sponsors Nick Snacks. Thank you, 477. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Rob was like, oh, and I'm the best, best trivia in Greeley. And I'm, you know, emceeing the event. And uh, I go, OK, you know what, Rob? He did win Best of Greeley for uh, for trivia. And I uh, I go, by show of hands in here, who, uh, who's gone to Rob's <laughs> trivia? And so... Uh, three people raised their hands out of a room of, you know, 100. I go, how many people come or how many people have come to my trivia? People raise their hands. How many people have gone to Rob's? I go, great, Rob. There's three people and two of them are your parents <laughs> and just roasted him. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. It was, that was fun. That was, I don't know if it was fun, but it sounds well, fun. <laughs> we laughed. We, 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 we laughed heartily. We shared laughter. He's a good guy. Great golfer. Good friend. Excellent um, trivia host. Excellent. Superb. <laughs> I mean, he's at the, the tavern. See, I would go to his. I have nothing against him or his trivia. It's just they're at 8 o'clock on Sundays. And I'm sorry. I'm winding down for bed at 8 o'clock on a Sunday. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready to, to get ready for the week. And, um, yeah, to get done at 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh, gosh, I got work tomorrow. Yeah. But it's such a wonderful place. It is a neat place. Although, and I like the owner. That's makes on the a great south mashed potato pizza. Of, uh, south side of 34. And I just don't go on that side. Mm. Mainly because the intersections are so bad. They're so bad. Yeah, the 34 intersections. Yeah, 34 in and 35th and th- uh, 47th and 34th. Mm-hmm. 34, Highway 34. Um, 
Fun fact, they, uh, Greeley, the city of Greeley has been working on getting those intersections redone um, because 34 is a functioning U.S. highway. And there are more accidents on those two intersections than any other road at, in the state, maybe even the country. It's very wow. dangerous because of um, – Greeley drivers. Well, Greeley drivers and I mean, you just don't have people going that fast and – regular intersections and traffic that we have. Yes. Um, but Greeley's had the money for a while. CDOT has yet to match that. CDOT, in all its brilliance, I say that again, rolling my eyes, <laughs> um, instead of funding a project in its entirety, they go mile by mile. For example, I-25, which is going to be taking 25 years for them to get these things done, they just go mile by mile. And when they do that, uh, the inflation kicks in. So they're paying more every single mile they add on from what they had before because you know they're just kind of picking and choosing what they can do. So Greeley's done what it needs to do, save up the money to get it done with CDOT supposed to match it, and they haven't done that for those intersections. Wow. Shame on you, CDOT. Use our tax dollars better. This is ridiculous. Yes. I mean, I would rather wait for another two years for you to save up to do five-mile stretch rather than mm. one mile at a time because it's just painstaking. And at that point, I feel like it starts to make you feel like you're going crazy. Like, wasn't there just road work here and now it's here. That's how I feel with the intersection coming back to Greeley from Fort Collins on, you know, I-25. You know, you turn and it's like oh yeah, the intersection is improperly labeled right now. Oh, yeah. I me- I've me missed crazy. that so many times. It drives me crazy. I always think I miss it. And then in my head, I'm like, no, I don't think so. But the sign is at the wrong exit. Yep. It's yep. crazy. I, know, I just know it's driving people crazy because that turnaround up here does not – you don't have like the next exit. No. Outrageous. <laughs> Alyssa and I are furious at CDOT right now, yes. as you can tell. But, folks, hope, again, hope you had a great holiday season. Happy New Year to you. I'm curious what your, not resolutions, but your intentions are this year. We're going to call them intentions because mm-hmm. I like that. As far as Nick Snacks, this is our cutoff. <laughs>